Well, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Slim Nation. You know, I always talk about my basketball career during high school and a little bit in college. And I just want to explain a little bit how that started. In junior high school, before I was even thinking about basketball, I was in the orchestra. And I believe I could have been a very good cello player. But during those junior high school, or middle school as they call it today, days, that's when boys start really growing or coming into their own as far as physical size. I started noticing my toes were starting to look like fingers. My feet were starting to look like paddles. And my legs were growing longer and longer. And I was past my mother's height and approaching, being able to look into my father's eyes. My cousin told me, boy, you're growing. You need to be playing some basketball. Never thought about basketball because didn't have the height at first and it just wasn't my interest. I had an uncle that bought me basketball goal and we put it on the garage in the back so I started playing not very good at all and one thing I started playing late most of the boys my age had already been on basketball teams in the neighborhood and been playing sort of homing their skills early but I didn't start playing until I was in junior high school of course at the encouragement or urging of my cousin who said, you need to play basketball because of your height and your height only. Little did he mention anything about skill set. He did try to teach me one time about the basic fundamentals. I didn't understand what the fundamentals was. I thought it was people having fun that had mental problems, fundamentals. But anyway, he was trying to teach me the, the game from a fundamental standpoint. Dribbling, passing, rebounding, all those basic things, basic qualities you had to have in order to be a good basketball player. Well, I was working on that. And did I tell you I started late? Well, anyway, I played on the back goal and People from the neighborhood came around and played. And it was a little easy. It was my goal. If I got mad, I could take the ball and go in the house. Very seldom I did that. But that's where my skills were. And not playing organized ball up until that point really showed when it came to the point when I had to play organized ball. I remember my first year in high school. I went to Woodrow Wilson. And they had a basketball team. It was just about the time of integration. So it was like a half and half black and white team as far as players. So the blend, the mix was pretty good. You had the white players that had that basic set shot and uh, control of the game as far as being the point guard. And then you had the brothers on the team that were really skilled 
from learning the game early on in their neighborhoods. So I was thinking about maybe I should go out. And I remember asking the coach, Coach, I want to go out for basketball. I remember he told me, well, we're just starting football season right now, so you come back during the basketball season and you can try out. By the time the basketball season came, my interest wasn't there or just watching those players play, play, I knew I wasn't up to their standards as far as mastering the game, how they had mastered the game. So I sort of waited, figured I'd practice some more on my goal in the backyard, not knowing that the skill set really comes from playing in organized, in organized games playing against other people competitive competitively and I was lacking that because I mostly played in my backyard on that half court but say the least uh, the next my sophomore year I was transferred to IC Northam High School which had a, a reputation in sports and academics I might add but sports was something that a lot of people in the city had followed. A lot of great players had come through there and made names for themselves and went on to college and even some to pro, pro careers. So here I am at IC Norcom with my cousin still urging me, you're going to have to go out for basketball. So I decided the JV team, I'm going to go out. And when that time came, I went out there to try out among, I, it looked like a hundred guys trying out for the team. Now just imagine, this is the only black school in the city of Portsmouth, and most of the black students or, or potential players came from all over the city, so you had the cream of the crop of players trying out for basketball. I was clearly out of my element, but for some reason, I made the team. Later, I found out it was probably uh, a deal. I don't want to say deal. That sounds, you know, not too good, but there was favoritism shown towards me because my father was who he was, and he knew the coaches, and, uh, you know, he had a little bit of influence and they made way, made a spot for me on the team. And I admit it was players much better than me. Although I did have a good team player attitude and was willing to really learn and listen and be obedient to the coach. I think that helped a little bit, but it was mostly the influence my father had. I'm admitting it now. I thought it was my skills back then, even though I knew it wasn't my skills back then. But anyway, I was on the team and uh, didn't start, but got in games and clearly was out of my element by not playing organized ball early on in my life. It was almost like a comedy show. I could make some moves and look up in the stands and seeing people laughing at the kind of moves I made and 
it was embarrassing, but uh, I kept on trying and knowing that most of those laughs were because they knew I was on there for a reason and it wasn't necessarily my basketball skills. But we made it through that season and the next season came up, which I was a junior to go out and try out for the basketball team. Now normally the JV consists of freshmen and sophomores. And then you move up to the varsity if you have played on the JV one or two of those years. Some exceptional players never make the JV. They go straight to the varsity because of their skills. But here I was, a junior, and we were trying out, and when it came down, so being a junior, I was definitely supposed to be in the running for the varsity team at that time. And I can remember when it came down to all the final cuts, Coach Baker would be, you know, you could, I could see it in him. He was kind of torn between what do I do with this guy that we had promised a spot, you know, on the team. Uh, he couldn't put me on the varsity because there were so many other players to make up that varsity roster that were better than me. He did not want to cut me because of the reasons I told you about earlier. So I remained on the JV team as a junior. And I don't think that ever happened. Don't know if it was quite against the rules. Uh, as long as nobody said anything, no one said anything. I had a few people mention to me during the year, why are you a junior and still on the junior varsity team? Which I thought that was reserved for freshmen and sophomores. I couldn't answer it and I never did, but I was still a part of the Norcom basketball team, even though it was JV. By this time, I had improved quite a bit, at least by the JV standards. So I was the starting center and we had uh, a lot of other good players on the team, but uh, had pretty good year. Uh, I, I remember in the beginning, I started off slow, and the coach coming to me was one of the tallest on the team and said, uh, and, as the center, and at that time we played with our backs to the basket. And because we were the center, it was for many reasons. We played in the center of, uh, of where the basket was, and most of the plays were centered around us, uh, at least started with us, for us to either take the shot or to look for a shot for other players. So I was the center, and he told me, you're the center, you're the tallest, and we expect more than a few points and a few rebounds out of you. And for some power, that sort of got to me. And the next game, I had about... Uh, 19 points and 16 rebounds, which was pretty good. You know, I made my presence known on that JV team. Granted, the competition wasn't like varsity, but there were some really good players working their way up to varsity that were still on JV that were probably a grade below me. But anyway, I had a real good season. Uh, we defeated most of the teams we played in, in uh, the JV schools. 
or on the JV teams from different schools. And when it got down to the end of the season, there was a playoff for JV teams. And we didn't go. And I remember the teammates and myself being really upset because we knew we probably could have won it all because we had beaten most of the best JV teams that were out there. And I kind of knew in the back of my mind then that it probably wasn't something that was allowed to have a junior playing on the JV team. And going into those playoffs would have exposed that and probably disqualified us. So the coaches just decided not to enter us in there. And for years, I felt pretty bad about that because if that was the case, it was because of me that the rest of the teammates were denied an opportunity to play in the JV playoffs for that year. But it uh, sort of, we got over it. We knew we were good. And we just moved on. And one of the highlights of that year, my father was proud. I can remember him coming to the games and I could hear him in the stands, you know, yelling, you know, when you're in a basketball setting like that in the gym, all you can really hear is everybody cheering. You really can't hear individuals, but I could hear him. And he was at every game and would drag a friend, you know, so he could boast about his son out there playing and like I said just with the JV days he never missed a game home games mostly he didn't go to many away games but the home games he was there and right behind the, the bench and even though I was starting and on the floor most of the time I could still hear him and it made me feel good to have him there to cheer me on and he did provide a dinner for that team at the end of the season. So missing that playoff sort of made up for that. You know, uh, I, I think the guys really appreciated that one. One of the guys talked a few years ago about he remembered that and went out to one of the private clubs, the Sahi, and he provided a meal for, and all of us got a chance to speak about our teamwork and how we appreciated that year working together. So, then my senior year comes up, and it was either varsity or nothing. Nowhere in the world a senior could be continued to play JV again. So, uh, I did make that team, even though I think uh, somebody else might have been more deserving of my spot. But uh, I think Coach Baker, along with whatever agreement they had kind of liked my hustle and and uh, my dedication to to the team and doing practices during the, that time doing games you could not slam dunk in a game or it was a technical foul but doing practices or warm-ups we could do that whoever could do it not many people could do it back then but that's one thing I could do. I could I could slam dunk. And I would do it in practices. Practices, And he liked that because it always got the other players up because that was something that, you know, Dr. J and them were doing back then. It 
It wasn't those fancy slam dunks, but it was just an approach to basket and just slam it down. And I would do that in practice. My height allowed me to do that, uh, gave me that advantage. And, and many other tried in practice and couldn't quite make it. Um, we had another fellow, Norman Moore, that was playing on that senior team. He could do it because he was about 6'6". Six, six, six. At that time, I was just 6'4". I grew another inch after that, after high school. But um, it, he liked that because on a practice day when we were down and they would say, give me the ball and we're doing layups and they wanted me to slam and I would slam it and the whole team would light up and it was just an exciting uh, practice for us, even though we couldn't do it in the games like they can now. But uh, I rode the bench most of that year. Uh, I played in enough games to earn a letter and I was just proud to be able to wear that uniform of I.C. Norcom and the tradition they had. And I joke now about being a part of the Norcom Hall of Fame as having the most bench time than any other player in Norcom history. And also had a good reason how important bench players were because if it weren't for the bench warmers, the guys that were starting would have to come during the breaks and sit on a cold bench. So the role of the bench warmers was very important to how the game was won. And I want to add this one thing at I.C. Norcom basketball team. One thing we always did when there was prayer in school, of course we prayed during the regular day, but every Tuesday and Friday when we had a game, whether it was home or away, before the game started, our team would go to the middle of the floor and pray the Lord's Prayer. Every game, never fail. And we had our little chant at the end of the prayer, one for all and all for one, victory will be done. And that was our, that was our little chant after our prayer. Prayer was important to us. Win or lose, we always made, well, I made the joke about every game we went in the center of the court to pray for the other team that we wouldn't beat them too bad. But anyway, that was my career at IC Norfolk as far as playing, being on the basketball team or being a part of the basketball team. Although I'll probably make, never make the Hall of Fame for the most bench time or the most playing time. I respect those who came before me and the guys that set the standards for all the players that came behind them. And again, I was proud to wear that uniform, that basketball uniform of an IC Northam Greyhound. Also in that last year, never having to run, in, run track or been on the track team before, except that first year at Wilson, I was on the track team, never participated in a meet but I decided just to go out for track and I went out for track and was one of the high jumpers one of the lead high jumpers wasn't jumping high wasn't jumping high at all because it wasn't something that I had worked my way up to I just had long legs and I could leap a little bit so um, I earned and received a letter for track my last year so I got my two letters, athletic letters, in my senior year. 
and I proudly display them now. Not boasting that I was any kind of a superstar there or or deserve any kind of extra recognition for being on the team just as a matter of uh, being on the team and being proud to be a Greyhound. That's my basketball high school career. Now, before I go off, I did go to Virginia Union University, and at that time, before they had a girls team, the Lady Panthers, before they were present, they had a freshman team, which is sort of like JV in high school, and did not go there intending on playing any kind of basketball, but my roommate, my first year roommate, who was Boo Pittman, John Boo Pittman, was from New York. He came there with the intentions of playing basketball because you know all New Yorkers knew they were superior basketball players to anybody else. And so he talked me into going out for that freshman team. And I did. And the coach at the time uh, asked me where did I play. I said, well, I played in Portsmouth and at Northam. He said, and what's your name? I said, Overton. He said, I remember you. No way in the world he remembered me, but I guess the Norkin thing got him. He knew players that came out of Norkin had to be pretty good. But anyway, I, I made that freshman team and uh, had our whole dorm floor excited about the first game we were playing because we had two players on that dorm floor representing that second floor in Kingsley Hall on the Virginia Union University freshman basketball team. So we went and played, uh, I believe it was a junior college at that time because not every college had a freshman team. I think I remember playing Virginia State, Elizabeth City, which by the way, I ran into some of my old Northern players that were on freshman teams at those particular schools. Uh, Steve Strong, Steve D.C. Strong was on Virginia State's freshman team, played against him during that. Leroy Coker was on Elizabeth City's freshman team. Remember playing against him, and that was kind of fun meeting up with uh, fellow Greyhounds on the college freshman basketball team level. And But like I was saying, other schools, they had to fill in with junior colleges. That's when I realized that a seven foot, I'm sorry, a six foot five center in the college, on the college level, was not gonna cut it. And that's what I was, because most of the guys that were on the junior college teams that were playing under the basket that I had to check were six eight, six ten, or taller. And the guards were my height, six five. And that's when I realized, well, you know, maybe I've taken this basketball thing a little too far. Uh, maybe if I had learned earlier and learned how to play another position other than senior center, it might have been a different story. But I had to come to the realization that basketball wasn't going to be my thing. And plus, we had to stay there doing, and practice during the Thanksgiving holidays. I couldn't even come home. And I was just a few hours away in Richmond from Portsmouth. 
and couldn't come home for the holidays because we were practicing for the season. But anyway, that experience also was something that I will always cherish, having that opportunity to be a Panther in a basketball uniform. Maybe not on the main team, but the freshman team, I will carry that with me. So, that's my basketball career. And if anybody tells you anything different, don't believe them. Believe what I just told you. No brag, just fact. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Slim Nation Podcast. We will see you next time. God bless you.